The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum everyone and you're listening to Sisters Speak on Inspire 105.1 FM and we are live and you're here with me Faiza. Me Amina. Me Mariam. Yes. Okay. If you heard that, <laughs> just repeat it again. Okay. Okay. Well, I think we're ready now. I think we're all a bit flustered. You know, it's, the, it's coming to the end of the day. We're all fasting. But anyways, Ramadan Mubarak, everyone. Yay. Yay. No. <laughs> Great atmosphere, great enthusiasm, ladies. Um, so today we're going to be discussing Ramadan, of course, and um, something which is kind of a bit of an interesting point, but sisters speak with Which we have never marks. done before, I think. We have, but I don't think you were here. Right. But it was more of just getting a taster of our show. So, uh, Mariam, do you want to tell everyone what our show is about? Yes, yeah, so our show is a platform for Muslim girls to voice their own opinions on current events and issues and even form discussions on general topics such as religion, culture, politics, social media. We want to note that all opinions and views are our own and we respect all other opposing views. Thank you for that. And now for our the segment of the thought for the week which is something we do every single week and it's just something that we can relate to something beneficial just something we want to share um yeah it's just a little segment and we hope that all the listeners out there can also get involved Amina, how can they get involved you can text or whatsapp us in on 0779481822 uh you can call us on 01582481822 and we are also on facebook live yes we are so you can see us Wait. and you can comment so yeah okay oh. yeah so mario thought of the week thought of the week um so my thought of the week is i read this post um online and uh, the main kind of ideas was it was about how, you know, Ramadan is for everyone. And that sounds such a generic status, I mean, statement. But it's it's about how, you know, if you're going to school, if you're going to uni, if you're at home. Um, Ramadan's a very personal month and it's, it's an individual journey to God. Um, and I think the end part of this uh, post really like resonated with me. It was about how um, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he served Allah by serving people. He helped people. He was generous, and we kind of undermine that. I feel like we undermine how much good we can do to other people, how much good impact. Even just smiling at someone on the bus stop, or sp- politely talking to them, or asking them their their day. I feel like all of those things we don't see them as worship because we don't frame our intentions in that way. And it made me think that you know every step you can, every step that you take can can become an ibadah if you have the right intentions. Um, and it made me think that how, although I'm working in university uh, full time, I could go out my way to be extra kind or just being kind, um, making someone smile or I could, you know, make someone's life easier. I think, you know, you, you have that capacity to do that. And I feel it's really important to uh, not downplay the small things because, you know, Allah loves um, those people who do uh, kind acts and they do it consistently. So that is my thought of the week. Did you catch that, Pfizer? Oh, <laughs> Got it. 
Uh, if I find the post, I'll read it out later on the show. But I think you should, because then at least we can post it in the comments so that. Actually, I found it. Let me do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So the. Let me just get it out. Bear with me, guys. I think Amina just go for your thought yeah, of the week, and then for the week. Mine is pretty quite similar to Mariam's actually. Um, I was just thinking. I think a lot of the time we do get, um, we're guilty of like doing something good and then holding on to that thing. But I think something we all need to practice is um, doing a good deed and then forgetting about it. Like for example, if you help somebody or if you like give some gift charity and stuff instead of um holding on to it and being like oh i did this like alhamdulillah that's amazing that you've done something good but i think when we hold on to these things to try to prove a point maybe i think that's when it becomes like your in- way that's when you need to renew your intentions and um yeah i was also thinking like we can't expect good to come to us if we don't put any good out there like you said like if we don't like um, Mariam said earlier, the Prophet um, used to do a lot of good things. Like that's how he um, spread the word of Islam, mm-hmm. just by his example. I think that's it's such a simple but powerful thing to do. And we like we forget that we have the power to do that. But yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of the saying that, you know, if you serve Allah's people, Allah will serve you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that we really don't think about. Like, for example, um, even in terms of business, imagine if you start a business and you have in- intentions, I'm going to do this business, but I want to be able to facilitate other people's livelihood. That Allah's not going to decrease your wealth because mm-hmm. you're, you're going to become a means of someone else's livelihood. So it's all about your intention, how you frame that. And that would lead me on to the post that I found. Um, It starts off with saying, worship doesn't mean just sitting in a mosque or rolling a tasbih all day and night. Going to work in the morning with the intention to earn halal is worship. Visiting, texting or phoning your mate to see if he or she is okay is worship. Dragging yourself out of bed at three o'clock in the morning despite only sleeping an hour so you can feed and calm down your screaming baby is worship. Making uh, making your spouse laugh laugh is worship. Smiling at people is worship. Cooking for the family is worship. Showing patience and hanging in there even though you're going through depression is worship. Saying sorry to someone you hurt so you can mend the relationship is worship. The Prophet ﷺ favorite people were those who benefited others the most. The fastest route to attaining friendship to Allah is through khidmah and serving others. Rasulullah is the beloved of Allah and the closest to him and there was no one who served the creation more than him. I think that is wow. so profound and I think that we can definitely take you know, definitely. A, a lot of lessons from that because that really resonates with us. You know, We live such a fast um, routine every single day and you know it might be hard for us to physically go, um, you know, do ibadah, for example, taking the Quran out, doing wudu. I'm not saying we shouldn't do that, but I'm saying that in our routine, it's very, it's very easy to get caught up with it. However, if you make your intentions that I'm cleaning the house to help my mother, I'm, I'm yeah, helping the, I'm helping um, my mom cook the food. I'm, I'm helping. Um, I think that will help you to gain a better connection to Allah because you're you're doing it for the sake of him and you know I particularly like the end part of the post because it really makes me think that is what 
life's about. Your purpose Definitely. is to, you know, if you serve people for the sake of Allah, it's, it's exactly what the Prophet did. Um, I went to Umrah, so two weeks ago, and we went to this place where um, the Prophet wasallam in Ta'if, he was stoned. He was mm-hmm. stoned because he was spreading the message and he he was bleeding so much that his shoe got stuck to his feet. That's how much like people did not like accept his message. But you know, Allah said I can wipe these people out. But he said the Prophet sallallahu said no. The the future generation beca- could become Muslim. So it's all about how how strongly you want to be able to um, share goodness. Definitely. I think that's what centralizes Islam. It's all about sharing goodness yeah. and you know doing it for the sake of Allah because it keeps you humble. If you do it to please people, you'll never get that satisfaction. You'll never feel fulfilled. But if you if you begin begin to um, you know take every step and thinking I, I want to do this uh, to serve Allah and serve His people, I think a lot. A lot of blessings are going to come your way, and I, I've definitely experienced it in my own um, opinion. Like for example, last year I facilitate Alhamdulillah this year as well. I'm facilitating an iftar, and you know, it, I, my Islamic society has 20 people in their team, and you know, they have their own challenging and struggles. And in my team, there's only three people. Mashallah. But like for me, for me, yeah, for me, Allah's literally like send me the people and send me the way so easily. When I see the Isaac, when I saw Isaac struggle, I was like, how am I going to do it? But it's when you really believe in Allah that He will make a way for you. It happens, and yeah. it happens so easily. You just have to have the belief. Definitely, mashallah, it's such a good thing that you're doing as well. Arranging if a whole iftar. It's not like just me. Students. It's obviously it's it's not just me. Obviously, like so many people, well, two other people are involved in it, yeah. and you know, it's. I think it's just that we. The whole concept and the whole reason why behind why I initially wanted to do iftar is because my university is very international based, mm-hmm. and I I think Ramadan is the time where they really will miss their family. Definitely, and I think that it's 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 nice to show that unity on campus, and I, I particularly wanted to hear the adhan on my campus, so that for me was a big thing, and also because um, the platform that I'm using isn't just open to Muslims. It's not there's no exclusivity, so for me it's like. A win-win situation. You're serving Allah's people, but you're also showing the message of Islam, which yeah, is it's unity. A really good w- it's a really good yeah. way to like spread, spread the word of Islam yeah. and just show like the people that attend and yeah. what that it's like. Well. It's just acceptance and peace. Just spreading peace. Yeah. You know, what's the best way to send giving biryani exactly. to people? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> But if you're actually from the University of Hertfordshire, I might as well just give myself a shout out. If you're from the University of Hertfordshire, why is it judging me? If you're from the university, if you're from the University of Hertfordshire, tomorrow, um, Poetry Slam and Paxok are hosting a iftar, and it's going to be from eight fifteen, and it's going to be hosted at the Forum Restaurant. So, inshallah, please bring everyone along, and it's open and welcome to everyone. There we go. Inshallah, it goes smoothly. Inshallah, I, I can't wait. I just, I feel so nervous. It's really exciting. And it's a big well done to you as well, especially organising that. Mm-hmm. It, it must have had its challenges. Of course, it has challenges. And even yesterday, like if I can, like, can, like, make an extension of my thought of the week. Yesterday, I went to. I was craving olives. It's really random. I was craving ro- olives, but I needed to get <laughs> dates for my for my society. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to Tesco and I found Medina dates, like fresh dates from Medina, like my favourite types. And like my dad told me to make sure not to get the Israeli ones. But um, I was just, I was like, wow. Okay. I was just like, wow, like I got Medina dates for my iftar. So it just shows that, you know, when you have sincere intentions, Allah will like lead you the way. That's my thought of the week, guys.
Okay. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Anyone else want to just... Uh, well, I already did my thought of the week. Our first half of this show is mainly going to be based on Ramadan anyway, before we move on to the second half, which we're going to be discussing our usual, something to do with women, of course. Um, so, how is everyone settling into Ramadan? You know, how are your first few fasts going, or first fast, or first, second fast? I think the first couple of ones are just quite... Um, like you just have to learn from it you know yeah and if anyone does want to join the discussion let us know as well um on all things that we discussed today how can they do that you can um text or whatsapp us in on 0779481822 and you can call on 01582481822 you can also comment down below on our facebook Facebook live Live. let us know any tips for fasting because that's what we'll be discussing today so um yeah, back to what I was first. saying. Why is Ramadan important to you? Paisa, how about you answer that question? I'm or? asking you guys. <laughs> She's the host. She asks us the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so God, marry him. Oh, well, well. So we want the question once again? Right. Nothing? <laughs> Why is Ramadan important to you? I think it's just a time to recharge. Because I feel like it's different for every Yeah, of course. Person. I think because obviously Islam is very... For you though. Yeah, so Islam is very individualized. So in that sense, I feel like it's your personal journey. As I said in my thought of the week, it's your personal journey to gaining connection with Allah and you know strengthening um, your existing good deeds and improving your weaknesses. I think it's a very good time to kind of assess where you stand um, in terms of worship, in terms of connections, because in this ta- in this month, it's all you. All your actions are all you. You can't blame Shaitan. And it's a it's a very good time to reflect what you've done in the whole year, um, and how you want to pan out your next year. Set set it out. Amna, um, I'd say for me it's like just trying to improve myself in terms of my iman. And I think for what I've noticed every year is like everyone seems to think that it comes just at the right time like just at the right time where we feel low or we need like an iman booster like it's the whole purpose of fasting is to boost your iman like we can't eat food because um allah wants us to get closer to him like we're instead of like i know myself i snack a lot but if i can't even think about like i can't (laughs) go to find a snack that's because i need to focus more on like ibadah and you know like everything else that's more important than food i think it's just i feel it's definitely a time for like self-reflection yeah on every single thing because yeah like every aspect of your life when we'd be bored we'd just eat well i don't know about you lot but yeah but it's, like it's, it's so true you don't realize how, how much, much you actually eat, eat. <laughs> your day so much longer exactly <laughs> like food actually takes up quite a bit of time yeah, it really does. But it kind of just thinking you. about yeah. food takes up and time. And it kind of just puts you in that position of, you know, now that's out. Like, it kind of makes you focus on things that you should be focusing on anyway. And exactly. reflecting on your day and how you're actually using your time. Because hmm. I feel like sometimes we get so lost in everything. We don't actually realise and value the time that we have and what we're doing with that time. You know, for example, like... It doesn't just have to be, you know, reading Quran and waiting until Maghrib time or like 
you know, the small things that where you're, where you're kind of just like, you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. You can use that time and make it more valuable, you know, giving to charity, helping the poor, helping the needy, even helping someone you see who's struggling out there. It could be the smallest things, whether it's, for example, helping someone with their homework, helping someone with work, helping someone carry their shopping bags, mm. you know? Um, giving to charity as well you know getting yourself involved in charity events I feel like there are a lot of charity events during Ramadan as well Definitely. and there's always like charities looking for volunteers as well you know get involved in it if you're literally just sat there at home like you don't know I don't know you kind of just like you know waiting for the day go, to I go think by kind of Ramadan thing Ramadan is like it gives everyone an opportunity to do things they've yeah. always wanted to do because like Mario mentioned earlier, like you can make anything a form of worship with the right intention. Mm -hmm. Like it, the fact that we don't need to think about our lunch or our breakfast, yeah. <laughs> like it gives us time to do so many other things. Like, and it doesn't have to be necessarily Islamic. Obviously, you can make anything worship with the right intention, but it doesn't have to be things like, um, the typical things that you can think of I, i'm fasting so my brain is a bit slow today <laughs> i feel like that's everyone like it, i yeah. think it just gets to that time of the day where it's just kind of like okay and that's the time that our show is on <laughs> but we're here and we're serving the community <laughs> but yeah with the right intention i think you can get a lot done and it it I think mm. with Ramadan you get an amazing feeling and when it's over yeah. that's why everyone feels so sad I think it's something a lot of um, quite a few non-Muslims don't understand like I think I've had a few reactions where like oh you're excited but like you're not allowed to eat <laughs> but it's like they I don't think, understand yeah. the feeling we get from it it's like spiritual food isn't it yeah. I, I don't know if you if you guys feel it but when Maghrib happens in Ramadan and, and, and the first day comes I feel like the air feels different the vibe the just atmosphere it, the atmosphere. Atmosphere. it just does, definitely yeah. feels so much like smoother calmer like I, you just feel so happy feels like just yeah. a massive weight has been lifted yeah. off your chest definitely what's your favourite thing about Ramadan and those listening as well please do let us know you know contact us 0779481822 or you can text us on that same number Comment on our Facebook live stream as well. Join in our discussion, please. We'd love to know your thoughts and you never know who you might be benefiting as well through the discussion. So what's your favourite thing about Ramadan? I would say my favourite thing is like when you have those personal moments with Allah, like when you make dua, for me personally, because dua is like a big thing for me, it's the when I make those duas and I feel so light or I feel so connected. Mm -hmm. I think those are the moments that I love about Ramadan because everything is just filtered out. Yeah. And also, I know it sounds cliche, but I'm not saying it for the sake of it, but I do like coming to the radio show. I, feel I like love it's, it. I, well. I feel it's different in Ramadan as well. Like you, you, you know that you're coming here and you're, you're it's also like kind of, not ibadah, but it's very it's a good deed too because you know we're we're talking here we're discussing um like to inspire the people and i like hearing people's views as well yeah. so i think inspiring on inspire fm it's positively <laughs> inspiring the community but uh, i mean as of cringing inside but i no, do no, I, I agree <laughs> I, I don't know in ramadan i feel like i show it's, it takes a different turn and there's a different dynamic and i, I really do like that mm -hmm. amina what's your favorite thing about ramadan i just say like the nights because it's that's the most important part of mm. each day well <laughs> the, well obviously the nights are like the best parts like that's the best time to do ibadah like yeah, that's the best time definitely. to pray to Allah like we go to Tarawih whether you're going to the masjid or doing it at home I think there's just so much peace that comes out of it and 
um as much as I like really enjoy iftar and like when you come together like with family and yeah, friends it's so nice it's I think the parts where you um spent worshipping where like alone and with people I think those are the best times like yeah. when I look back those are my favorite memories because that's when I feel so close to Allah and mm. I think that's why Ramadan is so special because it like the air just feels good the, air, the atmosphere <laughs> yeah and it brings your connection to Allah even more closer because you know you're praying you're remembering him reading the Quran and your understanding as well seems to I don't know about anywhere else but for me it definitely seems to kind of hit back into reality because we get so caught up with the worldly things mm -hmm. we don't take that much time out to do the ibadah that we do in the Ramadan yeah anybody else want to add anything to the favourite things mm -hmm. what things can you do to actually no here's an interesting question are you the type of person to kind of stay awake all the way to suhoor or are you the type to fall asleep then wake up and then fall back asleep it depends what i have to do the next day <laughs> like if i have to go like to work or uni then like in the morning then i'm gonna take a nap and yeah. then wake up and go to sleep but i prefer to just stay up because i f i feel like when i um I feel like wake I'm, up yeah. suddenly in the night then i can't I can't eat, eat yeah, properly. Mariam? Yeah, I would, I would say I'm the latter. I go to sleep. You I go to sleep <laughs> and then wake up. up. Yeah. I did that and honestly, I've, like, it, you know when you wake up again? That's like, what I, I can't mean. stomach eating a lot of things, even though I know I should. And then la <laughs> later on in the day, it catches up on you. Like, it, I didn't like wake up on time. Client, your tummy's rumbling and it's just like, oops. Yeah, and you get that, that dehydrated headache. Oh, got that right now. Do you, do you get that question? Not even water. <laughs> that happened to me Have today. you had that question? Yeah, today. Not even water. Look, yeah, my, my land manager. Then she said to me, I hope she doesn't listen to that. She said to me, she said to me, is that for religious people? Like, there's different types of religious people because I'm sure my Muslim friend had water. I'm just like... I don't know, could be someone else, I don't know, I don't know, but we don't drink water. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's okay. Let's, it's, it's okay. Better. So, what things can we do to make the most of this Ramadan then? I think doing small deeds and doing it consistently. I think that is something that we can all adopt something small like for example you gave um that charity suggestion yeah. before ramadan one so pound every day one pound every day to make the 30 days and you wouldn't know how many people you can help through that also you know how we have you know at the beginning of ramadan like everyone's the motivation's there you know you know what i mean mm -hmm. how can we maintain this i think set setting achievable goals and being realistic with yourself so you don't burn out do you know what i've found was a recent like a good thing i think one of my friends introduced me to it was the ramadan checklist yeah i've been doing that i've like i haven't actually well i've seen the people sent them around after i literally made my own <laughs> i was like wow that was useful but um can you send that to me and no one sent me anything i i can send it no, to my you friend guys she just thingied it today she's like i'm gonna print it off for you i was like oh yeah um yeah the ramadan checklist is quite it's quite nice because uh, like you said like you can burn out that 
uh, that crazy motivation you get at the beginning like it's hard to maintain so i've just written a list um i wrote a list of like things i want to achieve and then habits that i want to keep up that i don't have a habit of doing obviously (laughs) um and then um i'm like writing every day what i did do and then what i didn't do (laughs) like what i learned from the day like what i can improve on i think it's a it's a good way in it's not to be like oh look at these things that i've done it's just a, a good way to keep yourself in check and to help yourself um get the goals that you um that you wanted to achieve and the ramadan checklist is just there's quite a few different ones there's um there's some where it helps you like finish the quran throughout the whole of the month like how many juz have you read yeah and there's also a checklist um that helps you keep up with uh praying sunnah workouts so that's something really useful for me i've got that checklist on an app actually yeah so i think um with the internet is a really good thing um if you use it the right way you can literally just type into google ramadan checklist ramadan checklist you'll be surprised the different types of checklists you can get. yeah you i think there's one for everyone um it's a good way it's really helpful definitely i think it's a good way to keep track and also to kind of motivate you like you know something i feel like you know when you've accomplished something and you just like that yeah you can take it off and then it helps you it helps you keep it up as well when you know you've done it if you guys are not watching on my facebook live it just looked so good with her balloon sleeve when she just did a nice someone's a hater today from the balloon sleeves there's no hate it's all love let me re, re, let's go back to last week's show where hate was shouting <laughs> pretty strong. <laughs> Anyways, it's all about improving. Alhamdulillah, it's all about improving. Join us after the break, inshallah, where we'll be talking about sisters speak yeah, what and is giving our show women about? a voice. Exactly. So join us soon, inshallah. Salam alaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Sister Speak on Inspire 105.1 FM. And just before the break, we were talking about Ramadan and we're just going to finish up that topic before we move into the second half of today's topic, I guess. Today's show. So I think we need to discuss what kind of tips and motivation. I think, Amina, you can help with this, especially someone who's got assignments as well. How to keep motivated while fasting and completing those deadlines and revision for exams um i think you just need to pace yourself like you can't have like you need to be realistic with your goals and because you have things to do for uni or college or whatever education you're in at the moment (laughs) um like you need to i like to make lists so just to like show myself what i need (laughs) to do and like timing as well like you just um you know you need to like give yourself um certain times to do certain things i think when you um for me like if i don't write anything down then it's not really happening if that makes sense like i can have it all in my head but it's too much to deal with and then nothing's getting done so i really like i really appreciate a good checklist and um (laughs) yeah like keep you just need to keep yourself in check and in terms of like keeping up with ramadan and your assignments and exams um i i would say like i say this all the time 
but I'm talking to myself like you need to eat healthy like you need to feed your brain like at Sahara time like you need to make sure you're drinking enough water because yeah. I know sometimes I have like towards the end of Ramadan like you get a bit tired and then you skip Sahara but that's not good for your brain um yeah like feed your brain and I think you know when you're uh, when you feel the most energized like I think go, in the first week you kind of get an idea of how your body is reacting to fasting yeah, definitely. so the time of day where you feel like you have that energy um I think that's when you should just bang it all out like after fajr I feel is the best time to get things done um because that's when you're that's like you're um you've just fed yourself so yeah and the day is fresh so definitely even into going into like early afternoon as well that yeah, time exactly because you and don't feel hungry and you're kind of refreshed as well yeah because in the evening that's like the it, that's it's really it easy you. to leave it to leave the whole day and be like oh, i'll do it then but yeah. that's when you're most exhausted and you can't really think and I like, like i can like barely get my words out you. right now the fast hits you right like i don't know when around this time yeah it's literally just like bang wow are you okay Pfizer? <laughs> no <laughs> i literally feel like i'm talking in slow motion because <laughs> i'm so tired <laughs> Someone's lost, a bit lost here, guys. We're <laughs> all fine, alhamdulillah. Okay. Yeah, alhamdulillah, it's still going good. But I think, anyway, from before as well, the checklist, mm -hmm. Ramadan checklist, revision checklist, assignment checklist, work yeah, checklist. Just, just, I think you can make checklist. your own checklist. <laughs> like, go, if you can't think of it, then look at the ones Definitely. online and get make your own because I think having a physical like to-do list is kind of it really like, helps. It really does help. It helps, yeah. like. Um, <laughs> declutter your mind you know definitely <laughs> we're just and sitting here drawing like, air ticks <laughs> it's such a like it feels so good you need know, to just check it off like that's one thing done yeah move on to the next and it kind of motiv motivates you to kind of get rid of everything that's on that list as it well it definitely does so yeah guys checklist the new way forwards maybe it's the, it the way that's always been around <laughs> we never utilized until today yeah. <laughs> um so moving on um now that we've kind of we're in the ramadan spirits you know okay second half of the show this is going to be a kind of routine thing i th i feel so the first half of the, half of the show we'll be discussing i can't even speak discussing <laughs> discussing my journey which is what inspire fm are kind of the theme is um and then the second half will be on a usual topic that we would normally do and cause havoc with so this week's topic is sisters speak so it's just basically trying to i don't know revive trying. this whole idea of you know why we have this show giving women a voice why that's important and so on so remember if you want to get involved please do comment on our facebook live stream please do text or call us in text or whatsapp on 0777 or you can call us in 01582481822 let us know your thoughts and join in on the discussion so first of all ladies why is our show called sisters speak so we're a bunch of sisters who speak had something we always have something to speak about so do you all have something to speak about yeah we always have something that's <laughs> why we're here every, every tuesday. tuesday at 6 p.m <laughs> <laughs> and to, unless some days we don't turn up but you know 
but uh, you know that's life but (laughs) 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 but yeah i I think the the name of our show is pretty self-explanatory and i think that's a good thing yes for sisters who speak yeah it's just a a good way for girls to get their um Mm -hmm. voices out there yeah you know we kind of can also provide that voice for those who aren't able to speak as well and also speaking on topics that also seem like a taboo or kind of yeah talking about things that that i think i feel like the topics that we have covered um up until now have been things that us and like our friends and family like girls around our age or of the same mindset are always talking about but it's not really put out there so i feel like it's or it's just something that people shy away from exactly like certain topics but alhamdulillah you know we've been given this platform to discuss that yeah it's nice to represent represent people like us (laughs) i often forget that it's quite a big thing i just like i think we definitely sound like we forget because we're just sitting here and talk because i feel (laughs) like sometimes you can get carried away especially in topics that you know are not commonly spoken about Mm -hmm. we kind of can speak about here and also other females can also give their views and opinions and males of course of course surprisingly we get both we yeah. get quite an equal split but between... it's nice because i feel like we share the same kind of views on things in terms of like certain topics whether it be really controversial controversial or like mm-hmm. um taboo you know it's something that needs to be spoken about and sometimes it's kind of crazy but why are certain topics a taboo yeah mm-hmm. i think like why is it why should it be shunned like or kind of like not spoken about when it's just when it's something common that happens to girls or that is within you know the girl community if that makes sense <laughs> i think this just because it's a cultural difference isn't it we're, we're kind of from a very open culture whereas you know um, do you think so i think so it's because you know we're more outspoken Mm-hmm. Um, we have platforms like this to talk about controversial topics or t- the topics that we might think is quite normal but it's quite outlandish to c- certain c- cultural communities so I think in that sense we are quite lucky yeah. to have this platform um, but I also think that one thing I might say in another show I might I'm going to learn if I, if I say your opinion I'm going to learn the next time maybe that's wrong and I think that's what we, I think with having a radio show and having a platform, it's all about learning and learning that learning other people's opinions and, you Definitely. know, opening your mind to hear other people's views. Yeah, because not everyone might share the same view as you. And funnily enough, you might actually learn something that you never or like the way someone has an outlook. You might have never considered that as well. Mm. So why do you think it's important to give sisters a voice? Especially nowadays. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's not a very common thing for, you know... I mean, I don't see representatives of the Muslim female voice. I see it now. I see it growing now. But before, I never saw that. And I feel like, you know, we have this space to uh, talk about issues that um, affect us and impact us and we talk about issues that you know affect other communities too so I feel that it's really important that we come together and because all of 
all the presenters, we come from different backgrounds and walks of life mm -hmm. and we have different opinions on things. And I think it's important to, um, of course, we try to have, we have an informed view on the radio show, but we also use it as a learning experience to be informed by other people, what their opinions are. Definitely. Yeah, um, I think it's important because we just, we have so many discussions um, like these with our friends or our, at home but it's just not public but when we're having the when we're having these discussions i think the common thing that comes up is like why don't people know this or um why does it have to be this way like it, it's always the set the same thing that comes up and i think it, it's nice that we can have the same discussions on air in a controlled way <laughs> but um like it's important because now we don't have to say oh why doesn't why don't people why don't more people know about this or why can't we speak about this or i wish um you know we can we can tell people how we feel because now we can and it's like it's a great platform to have yeah i think it's important as well not just getting our views like our own personal views and opinions mm. but other girls in the community as well who can input their views and opinions because sometimes it's just good to be heard and just wanting to get that view out there because I don't want to sound kind of a cliche but you know there's always someone trying to speak for us mm -hmm. and we finally can actually you know speak for ourselves yeah exactly which I feel like some people might not look to or like it's just kind of a voice that's just like passed by like there's all these voices mm -hmm. and you've got all the little Muslim girls <laughs> can't hear any of them you know um, so it's good giving sisters a voice it's important as well especially because some things we understand better than what other people might not understand as well right because we're they're probably not in the same position as us like there might not even be a woman so i think that's why it's it's nice to be able to talk about yeah. it and i feel like it's a good way for like um the older generation and even different communities to until hear what we have to say like oh they're talking about this subject i didn't know they were experiencing that i think it's a good way to educate others definitely why do you um Sorry. <laughs> what are common stereotypes that you think Muslim women are faced with in their day-to-day -day life? Or like, can you think of any common Muslim women stereotypes? I think most of it for me has been that we're very restrict. We have many restrictions and we so don't it's have- that label of restrictions. Yes, but that we have a lack of freedom. I think that's a massive- Oppression? No, lack of freedom, as in we don't have the ability to do what we would like to do. So, for example, pursuing a career in something that we want to do, um, you know, we're controlled by men. I think that's where the lack of freedom, what I'm trying to refer to. Mm. What uh, do you guys Amina? think? Um, yeah, I would say a common stereotype is just that. Because I think over, um, over the years... Um, a few non-Muslims have associated like hijab as oppression so when we are visibly Muslim wearing the hijab that's what that's what people a few people see us as yeah and um 
you know you could i feel like sometimes i might be doing such a a normal thing and i might be like i could be in public i i I can't even think of what it was but mm-hmm. I can just remember a few times when someone has been like oh wow that's what are you doing that's amazing and I'm like <laughs> um okay and it's and I've realized it's because they think because I'm Muslim that it's unusual I'm doing something so normal do you get what I mean yeah I actually can actually resonate with that I would I would actually give the example of what it was but I just I literally can't think of it but I remember all these reactions that have been the same which is it's just weird they find it alien that you're doing something that they do that they wouldn't expect you to do yeah Yeah. I, I think the example that comes to mind is the great bish bake off British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Know, yeah, because uh, seeing a Muslim women, a woman uh, winning it, that's like, oh, Muslim women actually do like to have a little bit of cake in the evening, you know? It's, it's <laughs> nice. Picky, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fancy a victorious sponge, I'm not going to lie. Right. Well, got quite a while left, so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just pack it in there for now. Um, so... The common stereotypes you'd say are, you said like being restricted and you also said the fact that it's kind of the expectations, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And I'd say one, which I don't know if you'd agree or disagree, is the oppressed or they find it, like they just don't see you sometimes, if that makes sense. Like they don't see you as yourself. They just see you as like a object yeah 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 even would you agree what about the object i think we are objectified like we're just lollipops yes yeah we've talked about the lollipop thing before so those who don't know what the lollipop the lollipop reference is um so it's quite a heated thing in sister speak lollipop reference (laughs) is um it's the analogy where uh if you're wrapped you're more there's two lollipops there's two lollipops if you're wrapped you're more better, you're superior, because if you drop it on the floor, you can pick it up and you can yeah, unwrap there are, it and There eat are two it. lollipops. One's wrapped, one's unwrapped. And, and someone if you put says, which one on floor, would you yeah. rather have? That are wrapped or unwrapped? And then you'd say, oh, I'd rather have the wrapped one because it's clean. clean. And then they say, oh, well, that's <laughs> the Muslim woman. But the thing is, a lollipop is... A lollipop. A lollipop, and I'm a human. I am not a lollipop. I'm not to be, you know, <laughs> consumed... Consumed. <laughs> we could have a whole show on this lollipop analogy. No, but it's but the main true. idea it's is it's a very common stereotype. It's though. analogies like that that, that um, yeah reduces the Muslim status, a Muslim and woman. The thing is, it's quite. Um, I feel like for us, it's quite difficult because um, often we get um, stereotypes and object object objectification from both sides like the example i gave before about non-muslims being surprised about um basic activities that i've taken part in and then on the other side i have you know not all like obviously the muslim community is amazing but some people like sometimes we get um negative vibes from the muslim community also which i feel like is it's hard for us because sometimes they um, prove the non-Muslims right in their assumption that we're oppressed by trying to um, put Box that oppression in. on yeah, us. Like they're trying to enforce the, impre- the oppression 
and then that's why it's just a, a a battle between the two like hey no i'm not oppressed and you're not allowed to op- oppress me that's why it's it's quite difficult sometimes that you're just kind of like in a box and it's like yeah like you have to just like it gets frustrating when you do when you tell people like no that's actually not how it is but then you have um people on the other side treating you exactly how they have assumed but the the thing is i think um the reason why we keep going is because we know that the way um the oppression is not from islam like it's not that's why we are still going strong and still telling them that no that's not how it is like we we wear the hijab for allah and not for all these other reasons that you're throwing at me so yeah do you feel that there is a lot of policing on what women would wear or on the things that they would do yeah i would say so in what sense um i think especially with the age of the internet in terms of what in terms of what they wear what they do clothing what they do what the associations i think even the associations that you have you know people what do you mean so for example if you're in a university setting people are very quick to uh, judge if you're doing something that may appear to be wrong but maybe it's not you don't know why they're doing that certain thing so like for example say if i'm talking to the opposite gender um that could be my colleague well you know and every day my brother well i'd have a brother but you know okay. but on, you know is i'm just thinking we're very quick to nitpick um and even if we're in a, a posi- judge and very judge and if even if we're in a position and in a position where you know it does require you to be open and you know i feel for me personally um i have experienced this in university i feel like they uh, some individuals from uh, the muslim community have been quite um, it's not snarky, but they've they've tried to. Um, I don't know. They. It, I feel very separated for them, and I feel that a lot of other Muslim girls in my university feel that because there's like some superiority or there's some exclusivity because we don't fit into those checklists that they think this is this is the Muslim woman, but there isn't a checklist. This is the Muslim woman. Muslim woman is very individualized, and Allah looks at every human being as a human being that is just taking the journey to God. So I feel that it's if you just talk to yourself and think that this you're doing it for the sake of Allah and it doesn't matter what people think, then as Amina said, you know, we're just going strong. Amina? Um, yeah, I would say that um, we might see thing we might see um, people do things that we believe are a sinful or bad or something that we might not do, but something that we're taught in islam is to give people excuses like we maybe it is bad what they're doing but it's not up to us to to judge them for it like we should always give people excuses and i think that's what uh, that's what makes um a strong community is when you help people instead of shunning them away because when you see when you judge someone for doing something bad you don't you don't have it in you to help them because you're already judging them and mm-hmm. if you give them an excuse then maybe you can help them maybe they're actually going through something maybe they didn't do anything bad in the first place yeah. you know like um we're all going through something difficult and we all sin in different ways so 
that's not to say that oh we can just completely ignore because I feel like some people might say, well, we can't let we can't let um, our Muslim brothers and sisters just sin all the time. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we can like take the judgment away and then we can help each other. Mm-hmm. Like we can definitely advise one another mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like help each other, give excuses. I think that's something that's certainly forgotten. Yeah. A forgotten practice. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Um... I think we got a WhatsApp in actually from, I think it's Sister Alia. Thank you so much. I'm just literally reading your paragraph. She said, Salam sisters. Um, Welcome Salam. I've been listening to your show and finally got a moment to reply whilst waiting in standstill traffic, which is awful, especially if you're fasting. Um, I can't agree more with everything that was said, especially about women having a voice to educate. As an individual who had migrated from a European country and lived amongst in European culture for 11 plus years, I felt that women on the show speaking about their opinions and Islam has educated me more about Islam over the years. Furthermore, the stereotype of women in Islam is definitely the view of being an object, one who is controlled, restricted and held back. Uh, However, from my experience, I feel that this stereotype is present more in the UK than it is in Europe. Well, Netherlands at least, which shocks me as there are definitely more Muslims in this country. Oh, that's quite interesting. That's very interesting. interesting, yeah. Especially because I would But then have it doesn't shock me at the same time as well. Really? Because I feel like Europeans, they're more... Uh, this could be my, like, uh, generic assumption, but I feel like Europeans, yeah. they're, more, they're more kind of mind-your-own-business kind of people. They don't involve themselves too much with other people's... With, like, you know how... I don't know how to explain this. Okay, I can't articulate it. I'm just gonna leave it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a say because I don't really know what it's like. But that's that's interesting. I'm actually quite shocked. Actually, to be honest, I kind of. I, agree. I feel like the vibe. That vibe yeah. is from Europe. Is that everyone is just getting on with their daily lives? They and just get on with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the UK, I feel like someone always has something to say, regardless. I think every community is very interlocked in the UK and uh, one opinion will be quickly fast spread if someone does something everyone knows about it it's very circulated very quickly especially if you're in, a, you're in the Asian community it's circulated very quickly true that hmm. but um, whereas in the European countries maybe it's a more of a minor as she said there's a minority and hence maybe why the perhaps you know it could be that because they're more of a minority the community is a lot more close-knit do you agree that the stereotype would be more like do you feel it more in the uk i wouldn't know because i only know what it's like in the uk yeah, but like do you know in, what i mean in the uk what do you do mean do you feel the stereotype is very common yeah i i feel like if no. i go i mean what, mariam what you, agree, i think mariam disagrees do you agree no, or disagree what stereotype are we the object you know women being objectified. of course yeah, women are objectified i think I think in general, women are objectified, not just Muslim yeah, women. Yeah, I think that's where the issue um, stems from. Like, women in general are seen as an object, not just... Yeah. That's why we <laughs> said, That's why we get it from both wait, sides. Wait, she said everyone minds their own business in Europe and encourages one another, especially where women are in sports. I agree with that, with the sports thing. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the mindset Thank you so much for your message. That was oh, really thank insightful. Thank you, Alia. Yeah, thank you for They kind of made our show today. Yeah. Um, But I think we're coming to the end of our show. I think we should continue this whole women. I feel like this will be our theme for Ramadan. Women 
We'll discuss that. <laughs> I feel like we should. Discuss. Yeah, there's a lot to say. There's so yeah, much to and discuss. There's so many on this different topic. aspects to cover as Maybe well. Maybe I could suggest something that we could talk about yeah. next week. Um, thank you so much for listening anyway, and thank you for all your inputs. We'll see you next week, inshallah, six to seven every Tuesday. Salaamu Alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at Inspire FM Luton.